When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on guys? Welcome to River City 93, brought to you by Roughnecks Cars, the beautiful game, and of course, for the culture. I got through the intro right the first time, it took me about five times to finally get that straight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, with that being said, I'm your host, Elliot Barr, and joining me as always... Shanir Duran II. And we're back! Yes, you know, we are. We had a little delay, we've been working on a side project, so... We decided to put out a good old rewatch podcast, and I gotta say the game was pretty much a, a disappointment. Yeah, yeah, it's an utter disappointment. It was. <laughs> um, of course, the game that we're talking about is Richmond Kickers versus uh, the only derby in Richmond history, big time derby between professional clubs, Richmond Kickers versus RVAFC, and it did not live up to the hype. At all. I think the off-the-field stuff was probably better, but not on the field. Yeah, there's a, there was a lot of there was a lot of history behind this this game. There was a lot of um, a lot of nasty stuff that went off behind closed doors b- before and probably also after this game. It felt like a lot of hate in the club. Like when I put it on Twitter that me and you were rewatching the game, and I was like, I felt like this had the chance to be a proper derby. Like, just because of, like, the off-the-field stuff. Not on the field, of course, but, like, yeah. off-the-field. Yeah. And people was like, oh, yeah, off-the-field? 100%. On the field, it wasn't even close. It was not. It was <laughs> not. It wasn't even close. Um, But before we get into the game, we want to give a big shout-out to two kickers players. Amos, he just, I think he just announced that he's having a little baby. Um, So, congrats to him on that, him and his wife. And then Jonathan, you know, one of the Richmond Kickers' newer signings. Graduated from college. Yes, yes. So, definitely big shouts out to them. You know, did you see the video of Jonathan's graduation? No, I didn't. I didn't catch that one. It was low-key kind of cute. It was, <laughs> it was a little cute. Like, <laughs> you could tell that it was definitely, like, a little staged, but it was cute. My, now, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm wondering, would he have played that Saturday? Because, I mean, of course, if the pandemic wasn't happening one night, would he have played? And then gone to graduation? Or would he have missed the game and then just gone to graduation? Because there's been instances of that where athletes have done that. Like Vince Carter, I think he played a Friday night game in the NBA and then went to graduation. Shaq, of course, the famous story of him um, during the finals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He plays game two, gets on a jet to uh, Louisiana, gets there at 4 o'clock in the morning, graduations at 9, graduates at... 9.30, gets back on the jet at 10, flies back to L.A. for game three. <laughs> See, never me. Mail me my diploma. That would have been my answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just mail me my diploma. I'm not... 
I think even when I graduated, I was like the day of graduation. Of course, you're excited because you're like, oh, it's graduation. I have anxiety. But man, sitting in those seats suck. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like, granted, my last name is Barr, so I'm not one of those people with like a Z or something. Oh. And then you know how in college they do it based on like where you graduated from. So like I was in the education department. So like we're one of the first schools to go liberal arts. My friend that's in STEM and his name's Z. He had to stay there the whole time. I'm like, dude, oh, I feel bad. Gosh. I feel you have bad. to sit through all of it. Yeah. All of it. All Everyone's of it. name and then... It sucks. <laughs> uh, oh, also we got some black excellence going on. Yes, yes. We got DeMarcus Beasley. I don't know why my nose I had his name read as Bradley. And I crossed it out and I wrote Beasley. I'm still ready to say Bradley. <laughs> um, just got announced from USL League One, and I'm pretty sure if the league and Jake Edwards is pushing it out there, it's got to be true. Um, Le- league One will be getting a new team in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So, and it's Demarcus Beasley's hometown, and he seems to be the owner of it. Now, I don't know if he's going to pull a Landon Donovan and be the head coach manager. I hope he doesn't do that. I really hope he doesn't do that. But at the end of the day, Demarcus Beasley. I'm not gonna lie, Loki. I hope he does. It would be it would be dope to see. Oh, Demarcus Weasley, a little too much of a hothead, though. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I, I see no we, issue with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got a lot of hotheads in the Imagine world. Demarcus Beasley cussing out Ford Madison. Ooh, yeah, that they, would be fun. Sports in the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and look at the recent tendency of like U.S. men's national team former players going getting into management. Only club Landon Donovan, of course, in San Diego, yeah, and then Tim Howard in Memphis. You know, yeah, I mean they're the newest ones, but we, yeah. I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. You've got you know Alexi Lalas with his own part, partial ownership of LA Galaxy. You've got, um, I mean, all of the, a lot of the big names. Brian McBride just got that new position with with regards to. Um, Oh, you, uh, Ms. National Team right before. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I mean. But I, I put, I to be honest with you, and I know a lot of people don't think of it, but I put DeMarcus Beasley up there with those guys. Oh, In of terms of his, his clout, in terms of what he brought to the to the U.S. game, and in terms of. Of course. I mean, the guy, the guy never seemed to age and in terms of his performance and appearance. I mean, most definitely. I think having a club in Fort Wayne definitely does great. One, because. Now, for Madison, since the losing of Lansing, has a local team closer to them. Exactly. USL, we're still waiting on our local derby, not six hours away in Greenville. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's great having them there. I mean, also, if they get into the U.S. Open Cup, the potential game between them and Indy 11 would be great to see. That whole area is kind of dope, so I'm all down for it. And then, of course, other piece of news that broke, uh, last week, Richmond Kickers got a new signing, and I'm gonna let you say the name because I know I'm gonna butcher it. Uh, Zev Tobliev, I believe was the was the pronunciation. All right, so I'm just calling him Zev. <laughs> but Zev um, comes from Sweden. I think he played in the second division of Sweden. Uh, he previously played in Sacramento Republic, Wilmington Hammerheads, and Charlotte Independence. Seems to be part of the midfield depth. Um, definitely more strength in the midfield is always better. I, I do. I'm. I am hoping that he is. Uh, 
an eclectic player because we seem to have a lot of a, a, a pretty strong depth with regards to central midfield already at this point right now. So I, I would hope that he's somebody who's kind of like a James Milner who you can plug in anywhere to do the job right, especially if he has the experience in USL. Yeah, I think that's something that's always important, having someone that has experience. I mean, that's never something you can pass up on. Um, <laughs> and he knows the landscape. He, I mean, it's great to see. So, you ready to go on to get into this game? I All mean, right, let's do it. We don't have to break down every goal. Of course, for those who don't know, uh, spoiler alerts, Richmond won this game 6-1. 6 <laughs> nothing. Oh, No, um, no, 6-1. You're right, yeah. 6-1, yeah. 6-1. It was it was bad. Um, I, I recommend if you want to rewatch this game, be doing something else. Like you don't just, need to put just, your full attention on this game. Just watch the highlights. The um, highlight, the highlight clip is like eight minutes long. Yeah. That's all you need to know exactly <laughs> what was going on. And this is from game. someone who didn't watch this game live and like kind of went there with assignment. Like I really thought before watching this game, I thought that RVFC was like bunkering, like just sitting back, like, and I just thought like the skill of the Richmond kickers just got the best of. I thought RVFC had some attempts, some chances, and clearly they didn't. But when we did the research on this game and we started to see, like, oh, this is the reason why they play that badly. Now, granted, also, RVFC head coach got the taxes horribly wrong. Yes, he did. He did. But RVFC previous to this year in 2012 were uh, MPSL champs. And so you're thinking, like, all right, this team is pretty good, but – I didn't realize since most of their team is made up of college players, they only had, what, six days before this game? Because this game was on May 7th. They All their players got released on May 1st, and they still had problems getting most of their players to come in because of the fact of they're in college. You know, they got finals yeah. and things like that. So exactly. they probably had maybe two, three days to fully train. So you can't probably, really implement yeah. anything, right? Yeah, not not really. Not against a team that's – Basically in midseason, almost no, not not necessarily in midseason, but have been playing already league games and whatnot for at least two months already. And not to mention the fact that a lot of them have been playing for the Richmond Kickers for a while. This is a team. This is this is a club. It's been set up, but RVAFC they just literally threw together some guys and yeah. hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much that's what it is. And, I mean, I feel bad for RVFC's goalkeeper because he makes some pretty decent saves in his game. Yes, he did. He, he makes some really decent did. saves. And, I mean, it pretty much just boils down to the fact of the defense, it was just so much space. Like, no one was thinking about the second ball. It was just so much space. Yeah. Now, granted, there were some lucky deflections in there, but it it was executed poorly. Yeah, you know, and um, to think, and the, the the thing I think that brought a lot <clears throat> of anticipation to this game is that the year before, they were the NPSL champions. Yeah, and Richmond's coming off of a of a regular season championship. Yeah, so I mean, so, it's yeah. not like you're going against two bad teams. I mean, granted, the level of play at NPSL towards USL Pro at that time is probably. Mm, it's not the same, but it's it's not like how it is today. Yeah, you know how championship is vastly different to, to League One. League One, yeah, it's not that. This 
you would think, like, all right, and what most people tell you when you're in cup competition, you're the smaller team is, you want to frustrate the other team. There was no moments where I saw RVAC applying pressure, being defensive, putting pressure on anyone, getting in anyone's face. It was pretty much just like they were playing CVSA soccer. <laughs> and it was like once the other team just scored two goals, it was like, eh. All right. <laughs> All right, we're losing now. Yeah. But the uh, seriously, it, it apart from the goals which were and with regards to the kicker's goals, they were okay. And and that's not a knock on the kickers, that's more so a knock on the 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 terrible terrible organization of of RVFC's defense. Yeah. But apart from that, the only exciting moment was when I think Alex Lee got into it with uh, one of the RVA FC players. Yeah, I think went up for a header. Yeah, um, the guy went down, came back up, and was pulling on Alex Lee. Alex Lee shoved him off of him. He stood back up, tried to retaliate. The ref called it for Alex Lee. Alex Lee's clapping in his face. I think that's the only time there was any like real passion. Yeah, and I mean, granted, we could get into the formations now. RVAC was pretty much we didn't discuss this beforehand, but I have RVAC in a four three three. Yeah, it that's is. how they started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how they started. And Richmond just came out in traditional. Yeah, the, Lee Callishaw's favorite, the four four two. Yeah, it and I mean, and and to, to, strangely enough, what one thing that that was actually quite surprising to me was that this starting eleven was the usual starting eleven that season for yeah. the league for the league with with Yambi. I think probably. Hugh Roberts was kind of in and out exchange with Kalunji occasionally so, throughout the season. Do you know the interesting thing about this lineup? <laughs> they actually have Hugh Roberts listed as a midfielder in this game. Yeah, no, they, they got it all <laughs> kinds was, of well, wrong. Well, no, it wasn't even, I don't think they got it wrong because you can hear the announcer. By the way, the intro music to this game was super intense. Yeah, for it no was reason. Like super intense. It did not need to be that intense. <laughs> it really didn't need to be that like, intense. It's like early morning workouts. Like, <laughs> I'm tired, but I got to get this done kind of music. Almost on the level of Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I was ready to go pump iron listening to that. But yeah, I don't think, you know, the announcer himself during the game, you can hear him say, in midfield, Hugh Roberts. And I'm like, Hugh is a midfield? Hugh is not a midfielder. So that's why at first I was like, all right, maybe it's five in the back. But no, it kind of starts with like, Hugh starts off in the midfield. And then halfway through, I think him and Callahan just switch naturally. And Callahan just drifts further in the midfield. Because they had Callahan listed as a mid, as a defender. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. Like, yeah, and I think they just naturally just switch. But no, I think it started I, off with him in the midfield. I don't understand why. And, and that, that, to me, was a bit... Like, huh? with regards to Lee Callishaw, it's like, hold on. Mike Callahan is a, was a great player. I mean, the guy was feisty. He was in your face. He was running all over the place. But he's short. Yeah. It's, that's not the type of guy you want to put as a center back. No. <laughs> so, and, and Alex Lee and Sasha Gar is definitely not playing center back. They were the wing. They were the fullbacks. No, most definitely. Um... <laughs> So you want to go ahead and hop, hop into the goals? We don't have to break down all of them, of before, course. B- before we do talk about the goals, though, um, to talk about how the commentators completely messed it up, 
when they were introducing the head coaches, did you did you catch what they said about Lee Kalishaw? No, what did they say? I Lee Kalishaw is the first and so far only coach that they have had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, wait, excuse me. I think I did hear that, but in my head, I was like, that's that right. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now. And 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 the the thing that really got me was he says this after saying that Lee Kalishaw played for the Kickers. He's been with the Kickers since the beginning. He yeah. played for the Kickers and then became the coach, first and so far only coach. It's like um, I I know that there are at least five. There were at least five other coaches before him, ever since the Kickers started. Four. There were four others. Yeah, four. There were four others before Lee. No, I think I looked at... No, I think there were five. There was Bobby Lennon was the first. Okay. John Kerr Sr. And then Dennis Viole. We have an episode about him if you want to go back. Check that out. Check that out, definitely. Um, Frank Kalenstein. Okay. And then Colin Clark. Oh, there's five. I forgot about Colin Clark, honestly. Yeah, Colin Clark. And so... And then after Colin Clark, that's when Lee Kalishaw took... Over. So I was like, um, yeah, check your facts. <laughs> That's very important in today's age. And they didn't really go into, um, into, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the head coach for RBFC, um, uh, Gibson. No, nah, they didn't. Uh, Grover Gibson, who's, I mean, he's, he's, well known in the Richmond area, especially well in the Virginia in Virginia because of Fredericksburg FC. Yeah, but and I mean we're not gonna you know put up. I know there's some people in the Red Army that has real personal feelings about him. We're gonna try to say his bias is biased. No, I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna stay unbiased with that yeah. situation because I mean <laughs> at the end of the day, from what I've seen of him and from what I've seen of his of his track record, especially with, with Fredericksburg FC, he's a good coach. Yeah. So. Um, and I mean, so I think one of the quotes that pretty much sums up the mentality of how RVAC wanted this game to go was um, the announcer said, they interviewed uh, Gibson for the game, we are a new age. We are the hip team in RVA. They are the older team. The kickers are 22 years old. They live in old lethargic ways. <laughs> yeah, I think that was that was that was the... That was the, the spark in the gunpowder, right? Yeah. There. So it was really like RVAC set up. You can see how they set up in this game to be like, attack, 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 go, 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 go. And the kickers were like, no. <laughs> and I think the better thing to do was to have them sit back. I mean, granted, you ready to break down some of these goals? Just show. I mean, <laughs> what? I mean, you go with the first one, you have literally Sasha Gores literally walks into... RVFC's half with the ball. Yeah, and then the ball gets, you know, casually played across the field all the way to Alex Lee, who just puts in a cross. And I said Michael Mike Callahan was short. The shortest guy on the Richmond Kickers <coughs> team at this point was Samuel Asante. And he is by himself and wins a header and puts it in the back of the net. Yeah, he found amazing amount of space out of nowhere. I don't think he found the space. I think it was given to him. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if they were, like, thinking basketball. It just went zone. But nobody was there. And the fact that he got a header onto it is... As a goalkeeper at that point, there's nothing you can do. But as center backs, 
you have got to put a body into him. You have to and put no a body one, on him. No one put a body into him or anything. Which is so you're already down one nothing. And you would think at that point, like, all right, do we need to change something up tactically? I mean, granted, like we said earlier, these guys have probably only trained three, four days. So you can't you can't really change tactics. And I don't think that had an issue with tactics. That was an issue of intensity. That was an issue of are you playing this game hard? Are you playing this game on the level of a professional? Yeah. And I don't think they were. They were very, very lethargic from that point. And even with the second goal. I mean, Shea Spitz wins the ball, like, probably 5 to 10 yards from his own 18 and literally dribbles all the way down the field to rip a shot. Great save by uh, Groban, by the yeah. way, off of that. But then nobody there to get the rebound except for Jason Yisley. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, even Corey's had a shot on goal in the first yeah, half. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, yo, is no one... Like, that's one of the main, like, things that I highlight. Was RBC was not applying pressure to Memphis at all. They weren't. And I mean, I get it. And this is why I say, like, maybe you need to change tactics if you're down 2 nothing at this point. Because if you go down 2 nothing at the half and be like, all right. At that point when they scored that second goal, I think what should have happened was it been like, hey... We're not going to put the pedal to the metal anymore. We're going to sit back, close in tight. If they get across, fine, so be it. But they're not getting anything just walking in the middle. And I think that third goal just breaks. It, it kind of just breaks them. Yeah. I mean, definitely, Groban makes an amazing save. Initially on Spitz. And then out of nowhere, he honestly just comes in and it's like, oh, I'll take that. I'll tap that in. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I low-key feel bad for though because I'm like, if you're going, is it? Different. You have a different mentality when you go into halftime. Two nothing. You've only been training for like a couple of days. You know, you're like, all right, we can sit here and talk about tagging, figure out what's working where. Because the first goal is solely on a blown era. I mean, the yeah. first goal and the second goal is kind of just that's just class. The third goal just comes off of just laziness. Yeah. And you know, you go in there defeated by halftime. You're already down three nothing. No, it you know? was it. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It, it was. So you ready just to go into the second half? Yeah, second half. That's that's where really RVAFC gets the dagger in the heart. Yeah, really. I mean, you're already down three nil, and then now literally a player that used to be your player <laughs> will literally just sign for the kickers a month ago. Yeah, not not even a month ago. Remember, this game is May seventh. No, May 14th. May 14th. May 14th. He signs April 25th. Yeah, less than a month. <laughs> less than a month. And he's now signed for your team. And he, in the space of two minutes, drops two goals on you. Yeah. And, I mean, granted, it wasn't like, and see, once again, I think I got my expectations back. And I was like, all right, second half, they're going to come out, be a little bit more defensive. I think. No, their line was even higher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, I think it's like the first. It took me like a couple of minutes in the second half to realize it, because I'm like, "Yo, I know that line is a higher," and I'm yeah. like, the, "Literally, if you go and watch the game, the defensive line is literally on the halfway line." It was. They were like, "Why would you dr- bring up a high line now?" Like you just get caught twice out there having a high line. Why? And I'm like, "All right." He's going down with the guns blazing out. <laughs> He's fully potted. He's going guns in. And I can't describe. It. I mean, Grant Hanley's two goals literally come off of that, off of that high line. Just a just a 
dink ball over the top, and yeah. Hanley runs onto it both times. Yeah, and it, it, I'm like, really? The first time, okay, I don't, I'm not sure which center back was running with him. Kind of made it hard for him. You know, he he actually had to fight for it. Had to use some muscle, muscle him off the ball. But, yeah, dude, Hanley's a big dude, so that wasn't gonna work very well. That he's like he was like the Lukaku back then. Like he was huge, a tank, and he could move. He's so, what we thought Frank the Tank was going to be yeah. in this game. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and credit to him, he scores both chances. I think he almost had a chance for a third. Yeah, no. he almost got a hat trick. Yeah, he almost, he almost a got a hat trick. So let me ask you this real quick before we finish out the rest of the game. How do you feel about players who score against their former team just throwing their hands up? Like, if that's you in that situation, do you celebrate? For me, that that's a good point. But for me, it depends on how things ended. It'll always, for okay. me, it depends. Because, for example, you look at when Cristiano Ronaldo left Porto to come to Manchester United. Sporting. So left Sporting to come to Manchester United. Yeah. First game against Sporting, he scores a goal, and he celebrates. Because that was a sour party. But when he scores against Manchester United as a Real Madrid player... He never celebrates because he respects Manchester United because he left on good terms. And, I mean, also, he was a Real Madrid player for a year at Man United. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, but you, you have to understand, and, and you, you, you see it all the time. You see it whenever there is a sour ending. If that player scores against that team that he just left on bad terms, he's going to celebrate because he's going to throw it in their face. But... I do think that if there was no bad parting, if there wasn't, if it wasn't like something bad that happened that caused you to have to leave the team, or because you left the team, something bad, something you know untoward was done to you by the other team or whatever, then by all means celebrate. But if not, if it, if everything was respectable, you left that club, everyone said Godspeed, see you later. Then you, I, I think, as a person, you'd like. To, as for class, you don't celebrate because that, I don't know. It just, to me, it, it makes sense. And I, I think for Henley, I don't know what happened with his signing, but apparently he still, you know, he still had love for those guys. So he said, I'm not going to celebrate. Go full DX chop. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> like, you don't pay me no more. I don't got nothing to respect. Like, you don't pay me no more. I'm going full DX chop. I don't know. I don't know. At least you could have like high five the fan. He didn't even high five the fan. Like just yeah, he scored. <laughs> That's all. But yeah, because I mean the Red Army was right there. Yeah, <laughs> like high five. You know? I mean, because you saw you saw when when George Davis scored the the last goal, he he went straight Yo, in. You talk about someone that was tired. You could tell he was tired. He was like, ah, oh, yeah. Alright, <laughs> let's get this game over with. <laughs> but we can't skip over the fact that RBAC at least scored. He got the chance. Yeah, right after uh, Hanley scored his second goal, uh, Orlando puts one in. But by then, you know, the game is done and dusted. I, mean, I think that was the only, like, chance they had, to be honest with you. I think so. But, I mean, like, good credit with credit. Orlando, he did a good job with him because um, Rick Maloney, he misplayed a ball. And then announcer said, I think he said, like, the other player, like, stole it. I was like, no, Rickalone misplayed that ball. Yeah. Like, he misplayed it 100%. Yeah. And, I mean, Lataro, he just plays the through ball to Orlando. 
he cuts it back, and he almost, I kind of laughed at the moment because I was like, oh, he's going to mess this up. I was like, he's going to mess this up. <laughs> and then he just turns and puts it in the back of the net, and I, I give it to him. Yeah. I yeah, no, that was a good goal. That yeah. was a good goal. I'll give him that. So, I mean, as the little club that scored, I, at that moment, can you celebrate that? Like, imagine if that's Richmond versus, I don't know, LAFC. Uh-huh. Do, do you properly celebrate that goal, or are you just kind of just like... As a player? Still, as a fan. As a fan, I'll like, clap. Still, <laughs> I'll clap. <laughs> Are you going golf clap? I'm going, man, there you go. All right, good job. Let's, all right. <laughs> all right, we got one at least. At least we dirtied up the score sheet, you know? <laughs> no clean sheets here. <laughs> no clean sheets here. At least we dirtied up the score sheet a little bit. But no, no. You don't You don't go full celebration. Yeah. Even as a player, you're down five, five nothing. You drop a goal. Uh, there we go. We dirtied up the score sheet. Let's head back. To have field and start this up again. I would have laughed if we would have celebrated. Like, full blow knee slide, stand up, <laughs> DX chop, took the quarter flag, tossed it. <laughs> no, that's just me. I, once again, this is why God did not bless me with the talent to be a professional <laughs> soccer player. Because I would be, I would be Mario. I think this is why I love Mario Bellatelli so much. No, but see, that's the thing. Someone like Mario Bellatelli, by then, he's too pissed off to celebrate. And, the, and does Mario Balotelli really celebrate that much anyway? I mean, this is the same remember, guy. This is the same guy who, when he's got, he got interviewed about the, his lack of celebrations, he says, it's my job to score goals. Why would I celebrate doing my job? But this is the same guy that tried to do, a, what was it, a Travella and, um, against the LA Galaxy. <laughs> and I'm hoping that I don't put anything past Mario any day. <laughs> No, you don't. No, any any. I'm making my point in every FIFA to sign, make Mario Bellatelli my first FIFA signing. <laughs> I'm making my goal. Like I think the most successful. I know we're kind of going on ramble right now, but I think the most successful career mode I had was Mario Bellatelli was leading my front line at AC Milan. Well, I mean, he is he's a class he's he's a class striker. He's a first class striker. <sighs> he is, but. There's a whole lot of other stuff that comes with him. That is true. And then, depending on the club, are you willing to deal with it? That's that is the- true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this game's in 6-1. Richmond obviously goes on a win. They go play the next week, the 28th, against New York American Greeks. For those who don't know, one of the more historical clubs in U.S. or becoming U.S. soccer yeah. history. That game was super close. I think they won that one 2-1. I yeah. can't remember. Yeah, they I think it was the goal scored in the last second. Yeah, they won that one 2-1. Um, who was it who scored the last goal? Yambi dropped a, a, a goal in at the 81st minute to, to win. And it's crazy because um, the New York Greek Americans scored first. Ooh. The 21st minute. Uh, then second half starts and three minutes into the second half. Georgia Davis, the fourth, uh, scores a goal. And then Yambi gets the winner in the 81st minute. By then, it's done and dusted. So, And then they're knocked out the next round by your beloved team, <laughs> New England Revolution. Hometown, 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 yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I remember being at that game, actually. Um, I actually was able to get on the field after that game and took a picture with then-head coach Jay Heaps and former New England Revolution legend. Um, it was awesome. It was awesome. 
But, uh, of course, it was bittersweet because it's like, yeah, great. The Lincoln Revolution won, but Richmond lost. So, it was bittersweet for me. I mean, you still won every day. Yeah. <laughs> both of your hometown teams are playing against each other. Yeah. You couldn't complain. <laughs> no, I, I, I couldn't. And, and I mean, three to two. Yeah, that was that was the, a lot of goals. It was it was an entertaining game. It's it not like very the U.S. Open game. game. We went up to Philly. We got dusted five nothing, and oh, we played gosh. all the backups. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I did ask the question on Twitter. Um, in the situation that Richmond ever had to leave City Stadium, could you see sports backers being our stadium? No. Why? There is enough space to put an actual stadium there. Because as you can see from this, this was not an actual stadium. This this is not... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, VCU. It's not an actual stadium. It's just a field with bleachers around it. And I feel that the Richmond kickers deserve better. With uh, as, as storied a club the kickers are, I think they deserve better than... Sports backers. My only thing would be... Not to mention the fact that it's right next to the Squirrel Stadium. Imagine what happens if there's a baseball game going on. At the well, see, I think, I think... Everyone's going to the baseball game. Well, see, I think... That's what Americans do. <laughs> in my idea, I think it will work. I think, I, think, I think it could work. Because we've had days where there's been a Squirrels game and a Kickers game on the same day. I think having both in the same complex, obviously, I think it will work out in the times of, like... Baseball, we play first, the kickers, because I think the only thing that wouldn't work is parking. Parking, but you also have to take this into consideration. A squirrels game at the same time as a kickers game. Yeah, it's just two completely different regions, right? Of Richmond. Because if yeah, well, you look, yeah. Now I'm saying if, because if if I'm someone who's just a casual fan, right? A casual person who's in Richmond. If I live in Carytown. And that's here. Oh, there's a Squirrels game. There's a Kickers game. Don't really care too much about either one. I'm going to go to the Kickers game because it's right down the street rather than going all the way to the boulevard. I do think it will work for the Kickers in the sense of, like, that bar district is there. And that's something that Kickers has always, like, had a hard time pulling. Yeah. Like, on a Saturday yeah. night. Because, granted, Carrington is great, but it's not, like... There aren't any. There aren't yeah. that many bars. You know what I'm saying? There. Like it's yeah. not. Scott's edition is right there. Yes. Where baseball, it works for them because now everyone that's in Scott's edition, oh, I can go get a beer. I can go walk. Where it's like, kickers, and there's also VCU. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know? Kickers, on the other hand, you're right beside Carrytown. I mean, yeah, I'm in Carrytown, but then I still have to walk an extra 20 minutes to get to the stadium. Scott's edition, I can walk 10. I mean, granted, both places you can take Uber. That's not. A, I mean, Uber solves everything now, but. You know, it's something to think about. Yeah. If, if if it ever happens, not saying that I wanted to, I probably will cry like an insolent fool <laughs> if we leave the stadium. Yeah, and if we did, I, out of respect for the Richmond kickers, let, we, there would need to be a lot of work done to sports backers. Oh yeah, I there think I think the most important thing is done. you will have to develop an one, actual you have to stadium. Of, one, you have to get rid of the, the track. Yeah, you will have to bring the stadium in closer. You have to develop. Bleachers, but I do think it's an area that mm-hmm. if there was ever like talks of like, all right, City Stadium, like if we say we ran into it, like a meteor hit City Stadium, where do you put the kickers at? I think the only place that works is Sports Backers. I don't yeah, think there's that, any other place. That, that's true. That is true. There's no other place in the city of Richmond that works. Not, no, no, yeah. I, nope. 
nowhere else. Nowhere I don't else. Think anywhere work. else that would work very well. Yeah, I think sports practice is your best. Um, if I have not said I want it to happen, no. I mean, I well, you no. know, there are a lot of USL teams that use college campuses. Maybe U of R would be a good because their stadium does not well, look bad at all. Well, in League One, you can't. Yeah. In League Two, you can use college campuses. Yeah. Because of the lines. But in League One, you can't. You have to have your own, like, ground. Yeah. But I don't think U of R will work either. U of R, because it's not really close to anything. U of it R is. And for it those who, who's never been to Richmond, U of R is its own separate part of Richmond. It is. Yeah. <laughs> River Road is its own separate <laughs> it's its area. Own. That's, that's, it's like. It's his own tax bracket, but it's I feel like, like the Vatican in in, <laughs> in much, Italy. <laughs> much. Um, I feel like we've been rambling for a while, but that's because we haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and yeah, I know you guys haven't heard us in a while too. <laughs> um, anything else from you, my man? Before we wrap um, up. Um. Oh, I, with regards to this game, did you notice that there is was a player on RVAFC who played kickers last year? No. Oh, playing. Justin Grove. Yes. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Justin Grove. I was like, I did. wait, what? Yeah, I did notice that. <laughs> now I want to ask him, be like, play for the enemy. <laughs> Traitor. <laughs> you know. All right, yeah. I forgot that. I totally, and I wrote it in my notes too. I was like, Justin Grove. Yeah, I saw it. I was like, It's wait, weird Justin. not to see him with the fro. Yeah, the fro is a lot smaller. Yeah. I was looking, I was like, I was looking for the signature fro, and I'm like, I don't see him. But I know that's him. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it was, it was good. But, I mean, I do feel that the commentator for this game had an agenda. And his agenda was RVAFC. I feel because like he was trying to build up, build it up. Like, to be, like, a purple derby. But it just... No, because if it was, then he would have been saying stuff for both sides. But he was really biased towards the RV for towards RVAFC. I like, think he was I think it was more of I don't think it's biased. I think it's more of they're trying to build up that cuz you know like Richmond it goes into this game as a favorite. Yeah. And I think he's trying to build it up like get it to that point, but with two goals <laughs> <laughs> two goals scored in like the first 30 minutes you're kind of like eh, this isn't a derby anymore. <laughs> yeah, this is not a derby. And unfortunately, this is the first and last ever Richard Darby. Yeah. It's unfortunate because it would have been cool to see. Yeah, if if for some if if in some way RVFC was able to to evolve, maybe move out to Fredericksburg, um where um they are now a youth club. Now. Yeah, where you can where, follow actually follow them on Twitter, Fredericksburg FC. Yeah, Fredericksburg FC, um very good very, very good youth program. Very good youth program. I actually know some coaches that coached um Fredericksburg FC, um, they were they were solid. They were they are a solid solid yeah. um, youth program. And I, ever, I, I always and I, wonder if there's been talks of them. You know, now with League Two being a thing, maybe have a Fredericksburg FC yeah. League Two kind team. Of I I can I can see because the further north you go in Virginia, the more soccer you see, the more the more youth clubs there are. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. There are a lot of youth clubs as you go north. I know Alexandria has a lot. Um, Fredericksburg FC, of course, is one. The ones uh, there are a lot around the DC area on the Virginia side. Um, so there, there's a lot to pull from. Yeah. So it would have been great to see maybe an Fredericksburg FC or an RVAFC 
that's out there because RBFC would not be able to be in Richmond yeah. and for the Richmond Kickers to be in. I don't think either one, either club would survive. But if you have a club in Fredericksburg, RBFC at it and club in Richmond, Richmond Kickers. There could be the developing of a real rivalry there, a real. It would be great, you know, to see it in League One where you could possibly have a club in Richmond, the Seven Five or the Tidewater Region, and then Northern Virginia. Yeah, it, it, it still boggles my mind to this day that no one else, that league, that Virginia only has one professional club. Yeah, like it should be at least two by this point. Right? There should be, because even when you go out west, there are clubs. You know, Charlottesville has a lot of youth clubs. It has a lot yeah. of youth that they can pull from. They've got um, JMU out there. Yeah. They have a lot of universities that have good soccer programs. I mean, granted, I know it takes a lot of money, but it be, it would be something good to see. It would be something yeah. good to see. So, um, I think that's everything between us. Yeah, <laughs> so I think with, so. Yeah. So, with that being said, as always, this is Elliot. This is Shanir. Keep us on the good side, guys. <laughs>